It's good! Wins the game at the buzzer! I am not a role model. I learned it by watching you. Stay off the weed! Welcome back to High on Hoops. It is me and Chris. We're back. Um... Chris, what would it be like for you to turn down $14 million like James Harden did? Can't imagine it because it would never fucking happen. <laughs> I would never turn down $14 million. Then again, I'm not getting too many offers for $14 million. So definitely hard to put yeah. myself in uh, in those shoes. But hey, you know, you're not happy where you are and you have other people, uh, you know, you have other people uh, offering you cash, you know, then you turn it down. But in this case... James Harden did the right thing and turned it down so that way they could build the team. And I'm very surprised by that. I want to I wanna get your take on that, Joey. Yes. Uh, before I do that, once again, this is High on Hoops. Uh, we get high and we talk about basketball. So if this is your first time listening, that's your introduction. Um, I am getting high right now as well. So yeah. Just, just for everybody <laughs> yeah. out there. Good for, good for everybody. So uh, light your bowls and listen with us. Um, yeah, I think the James Harden thing is interesting because I think on the one hand, the way it's being presented by the media is, oh my God, look at this nice selfless thing that James Harden's doing. Right. True. And then it's also like, Hey, this guy like choked during the playoffs last season. Like also, I don't know. True. <laughs> I don't also know if they were true. gonna give him the extension he wanted, the max he wanted. Either way, do you think this is him and Daryl Morey maybe coming up with a plan? Like, hey, uh, we're not gonna pay you as much because you weren't as good, and I can't spend as much money on you. But you can save face in the media <laughs> by being like, hey, I'm doing it, so we have a good team. Well, here's what I'll say. I think that I think that that is a possibility, but I also think that James Harden, uh, although he sometimes can come off as the type of guy who doesn't care, um, I think that, and maybe he maybe he doesn't care about being a teammate, but I also think he's smart enough to know that winning a championship gets you more money than right possibly possibly you know taking taking the max because of the endorsement deals especially in a city like philadelphia where they are sports crazy um you know i think that those are things that come into play or at least they have to uh you know when you're making that decision especially on such big money uh, but you know again i think that there is a possibility it's like he didn't show up he's never been the type of guy to show up during the playoffs and for a team like philadelphia where that's pretty much all they care about. Regular season don't mean shit. They want you in the playoffs. You're gonna if if you want to be a max player there, I do feel like you have to you have to come up big. And he has never done that in his career. So uh, I think I think it's on the fence. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, we did see they they made the move to get PJ Tucker, uh, which is pretty huge. He is 37 years old, but I feel like he's got at least one or two good years in him still um he's a dog he's Tyrese a dog. yeah Maxi is only gonna get better he was he was great last season in the playoffs uh until the very end there um so and they, it looks like they're retaining Tobias too and he was he was playing pretty good too uh maybe not playing up to his huge contract but 
you know, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I well, here's the thing about the 76ers is, and it's been this way for a while, is they always get there. Um, but uh, again, in a city where getting there is not even half the battle, um, they always seem to fall short. And, you know, going back to going back to Kawhi's miraculous shot, um, it's just it's just a tough it's just a tough road in Philadelphia especially if you are not contending for a championship constantly. And I just don't know. Uh, I, I think they're going to. Um, they're going to be in the race, but I just don't know that they have the firepower, especially with everybody else upgrading. So let's take a look at the Eastern Conference standings from last season. We had the Miami Heat, the Celtics, and the Bucks, and the Sixers top four teams. How do you think that orientation changes now? with this off season. Huh? Um, so, so we had the Miami heat in first, the Celtics were in second, third was Milwaukee. And then fourth was the 76ers. I think Milwaukee takes a drop. Um, I think Philadelphia, depending on the moves they make, probably take a step up, maybe even to the second seed. Um, yeah, I mean, and they were the first seed not too long ago. Well, that was with Ben Simmons, but I mean, Miami, um, Miami. I hate you know, I hate to say it, but unless they unless they do make a big move, maybe landing Donovan, which is looking less likely by the day, um, I think that they maybe take a drop into the second or the third the third slot. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, I I, I, I I don't see it. I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody dropping out of the one through four. I just see I just see the positions shifting. Um, if I'm being honest, but I would look out. For I teams. agree. Um, Go ahead. I would. I, uh, yeah. So I agree with that. I could see the only teams I could see maybe threatening that would be actually I don't know because Chicago started off last season really hot, and they've only been they've only really been a team for one them. season. They've only really True. been a team for one season though. So, like, True. you know, where these other teams have kind of been, you know, together for a minute for the most part. That's um, true. And they, and, and they also did deal with uh, injury last year. So, yes, you know, it, yes. That factors in heavily. The Lonzo Ball injury especially, I feel like, was huge for them. Uh, he He's, like, very underrated on defense. Him and Caruso. Caruso also got injured um, yeah. during that season. Had a long time where he was out. Uh, the Cavaliers, I think, is also another team. Uh, who they're coming back with all their players healthy could be really dangerous and the Hawks upgrading with DeJounte. Yeah, no, I, I, I just looking looking at it, even, you know, from, from five down, we have what Toronto, Chicago. I don't see either of those teams. I don't see either of those teams beating out Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, no. Philadelphia. Like I just don't see it. I don't see that. And then, and then from, from there down, you got Brooklyn who is, dismantling you have the atlanta hawks who looked great not last season but the season prior and then completely completely flopped last season and then cleveland looked good um and and charlotte as well but i think charlotte's way too young i just and everybody there's no there's no significant moves from anybody who didn't make it so i just i just don't see anything shifting around there much except for again and the, the slots I actually think that Charlotte has the potential to 
be one of those teams that really just sinks down this year uh, in the in the standings, even though they're not uh, far ahead as it is. Uh, we didn't mention the could, Miles Bridges domestic abuse charge. Do you think it could be an Atlanta-esque drop-off? Let me ask you that. <laughs> I don't think they've had high enough highs as Atlanta to even warrant that. Um, <laughs> but it will be a, a huge drop-off for... Uh, not a, like I could see them being second to last. Like I could see it being that bad because if they don't have Miles Bridges, that's going to be a, a problem. But we'll see. In in context, I would consider that Atlanta esque. I mean, you go from you know the tenth seed to the second to last seed or the second the second to last in the division. What I mean, what do you see him winning games wise? Just out of curiosity. Ooh, thirty um, something uh, games. I would say maybe. Okay, I, that's, I, that's yeah, that's right I could, where I have. I, him. Yeah, because like Gordon Hayward is not gonna play a whole season again, probably um, no. ever in his career. Um, and <laughs> then, yeah, and then like I said, the Miles Bridges domestic abuse charge. Who knows if he's gonna be on the team next year? He's one of their best players, um, and they just fired their last coach, and they rehired a coach who they already fired. <laughs> and so <laughs> i don't really know what they're doing um it seemed like the move was to get quint snyder who do we even know what he's gonna do is, is he even gonna coach i next season? i I, don't, um, I think i think his fate is still undetermined yeah so they you know they i guess they got steve clifford again um instead so you know we'll see what happens there but so well, when talking about the Eastern standings, uh, the big thing, we're, we're talking on a Monday here, uh, this, the 25th of July, and the big thing that came out today was these reports that the Celtics were proposing a trade that included Jalen Brown, and there were some versions of that which included Marcus Smart as well, I believe, or they wanted Marcus Smart included on that deal. Yeah. Um, so I guess quick thoughts on that, Chris. What are your initial thoughts on that? Uh man, I'll I'll be honest with you. I I don't know I don't know how you how you do something like that if you're if you're Boston. And I and I say that as a Miami fan who, you know, I would love I would love to see Kevin Durant uh in a heat uniform, but um I think it's a different circumstance. Like, you know, you made it you, as, as the Celtics. And I mean, we, you, we were a game away. Um, we being, I'm a heat fan. So consider myself part of the, we there uh, game away. And yeah. I just, I just feel like, I just feel like the Celtics were so damn close and you, you really take a big risk at fucking with the chemistry of that team. Uh, I, I think even just by getting rid of Jalen Brown, but I mean, I think, I think that becomes a little bit more reasonable for me, Marcus smart, Jalen Brown, way too high of an asking price. Um, just Jalen yeah. Brown, still very risky. Like you're, you're, again, you're, you're taking away chemistry from a championship team and a team that was just fell short of it. And I mean, you know, the gold, yeah. the golden state warriors are a dynasty. So you can't, you can't fault them for that. I think that this is crazy talk. Honestly, um, maybe maybe that's not fair because it is Kevin Durant, but I just don't see how you can say, hey, we're going to take away this guy who's averaged 23 points on 38% from three, 
during the playoffs. Um, 50% on twos. Uh, better defense than Kevin Durant on the whole, for sure. Definitely, I would say. Um, yeah. And, and he's a young guy. Like, he, like I think Jalen Brown, this would be a great deal for the Nets, in my opinion. Because I, I think that he could be the number one option on a team. On a championship team, no. But on a team, yes. I think he could be good enough to, like, get something going in Brooklyn and then maybe attract some other people later on. Um, him, pair him with a Ben Simmons, That I think that's a good pairing. Um, go ahead. Oh, I, I, so I agree with that. Um, you know, I, I think it is, uh, I think it's, it's tough to say, um, that he wouldn't, he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be a good leader on a team. I will say this too. When you look at the way that the heat are constructed right now, you have Jimmy Butler, who I think by all accounts wouldn't be considered a, a top tier star player enough. Great to be, point. And so, and so if you put him on a team with the right pieces, like which, you know, there's been, there's been heavy talks of Celtics or of the, of the uh, Brooklyn ownership wanting to dish off some of these stars to go with a more complete team and a more, a more gritty team. And I think that he's a perfect fit for that. Um, But I, I, I also think that you as as the Brooklyn Nets, you have to do your due diligence. And I wouldn't for me, it's I, I I understand what a great player he is, but you have to offer you have to offer more if you want the best player in the league. Um and so I, I know that there was uh draft there was draft picks also included, but I they need they need players now and they need players who can at least get them in the playoffs because I think that's what Brooklyn deserves, and I also think that's what Brooklyn ownership feels like the the city and the team deserve. What well, so we see uh, Jalen Brown tweet out today, SMH, uh, shake my damn head for the uninitiated, and it appears that he's not happy with the Celtics front office. Brad Stevens, whomever, is uh, making these deals, and. This is just another reason why I just think it's a bad idea. It's like we finally have a season where Jalen and Jason play great together. And now we're trying to tear that apart on the first season where Ime Adoka is coaching too. Damage is already done. Damage is already done as well. Like in my opinion, because when you hear, when you hear a story like this as Jalen Brown, you, you, I, as much as you want to, I don't think you, you can come back with the same mindset as you had last year. You know, I mean, you you go from, and I mean, I'll be honest, he really showed up in some of those games when uh, when Jason Tatum was a no-show. Like, he really did. He kept, yeah. them, he kept them in those games. And so, you know, to hear something And where like was this, Kevin Durant uh, during the freaking uh, last season? He, where, he was... During the where, playoffs. Kevin... Kevin Durant was on his couch, I believe, or probably, probably so, so, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. somewhere very expensive, but definitely not on a basketball court. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough to hear as a player, you go from where you go from feeling a city, uh, has fully embraced you and a team has fully embraced you and you're going to become part of the culture, um, of this team. And then, 
overnight or i guess you know within a week's time you hear that that is not the case and the team is willing to dish you off um and so it's it's got to be tough for him but uh yeah i i don't know that this team comes back the same even if they do uh even if they can't execute the trade and they come back with the same pieces i don't know how his mindset remains the same after this so i i think that the thing that you said about jalen brown he could definitely be a Jimmy Butler-like player where he is somebody who I think he's super underrated personally, um, who you see on another team and you're like, oh man, they're really good. But like, they're not, the media's like, they're not that good though. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And then, and yeah. then they get their own team and then they become the number one guy and it's like, oh no, they are that good. They just never got the opportunity. I could totally see Jalen Brown being that type of player. Now, there's only a few Jimmy Butlers in the world. I don't know if he could be that, but I could see him being a lot better than people think as a number one option. I agree with that. Um, you know, I think that the 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 thing about being that number one option is you just got to go out there and do it on a more consistent basis. And that would be my only... I, I, I don't know whether yeah. he can or can't yet, but that would be my main hesitation. He's only 25, too young like young blood yeah he's young yeah he's young so i i think this is a good deal for brook i think if they can get marcus smart too like honestly if they can get marcus smart too celtics what are you doing you like like, you you make the deal immediately you make if you're brooklyn you you get you you try to sign that as you try to sign that as quickly as possible um yeah Yeah, i don't exactly i i don't know if 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 boston allows that to happen um if I don't know how they can, how Celtics fans can feel good about the team going in. And, you know, I think it's a, you're talking about a different situation um, uh, than Kevin Durant joining the Golden State Warriors, a team who was solidified. It's like, oh, this team, this team has made the finals, you know, uh, in the, for the past for the past what it was three years at that point right and they had lost to they had lost to the cavaliers in the third year and then he joined the team so it's like he's joining a team that is proven as opposed to and he and they didn't they didn't have any parts taken away he just joined that team as opposed to you're joining a you're joining a celtics team which just built the chemistry and two big pieces one or two big pieces of that chemistry are now being taken out and you don't know if your team is even going to look the same. So I think it is a much scarier proposition um, for Celtics fans than a lot of people want to lead you to believe. Yeah, I get it. Getting Durant is one of the best things that can happen to most franchises. But I don't know. They're one of the few franchises where I don't think that that's the case. And I hope that they're able to have the foresight to see what this team could be. Smart's not old either. He's what how do you have an age check on him? How old is, how old is Marcus? I think he's, he's got to be 26. Too, but let me, yeah. yeah, 25, 26 tops. And so you have a core that could, for the next 28. Yeah. Okay, that's not still. For the, you have a core for the next at least solidified 3 years is still going to be going up the hill rather than going down it. So that's it's a big risk, but we'll yeah. see what happens. I think if you're the Celtics, this is a crazy deal to entertain, especially with Marcus Smart. Um, yeah, I I just don't I don't love it. And the thing is, is like Kevin Durant, he's wishy washy. 
Like you, like you're gonna have him for one season, two seasons, and then you gotta win him one of those two, and then if you don't, you also gotta hope he doesn't get injured within that time because then he's thirty four. I'm t- but and I'm saying too, you got him for one to two seasons, and if he gets injured and he's out for a, out for a year, year and a half, now you have him for what forty games, and yeah. he just he could decide to go anywhere else. I mean. It is, it is, it is a risky move. It is a risky. In move. some ways, too, though, I, I, in some ways, too, like you said, the damage is done. You might as, in some ways, maybe you might as well trade Jalen at this point because he's just. I don't know. Yeah. I'd be pissed if I were him. I'd be pissed, I'd be pissed. too. I'd, I'd be pissed. So, too. so uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, staying on the Eastern Conference, very East heavy uh, show, not on purpose, but the Knicks are. Seemingly the front runners on Spider-Man, Donovan Mitchell, as he's known. And uh, I guess I'll give my thoughts on this first. I keep asking you what you think first. So Yeah, I um, appreciate it. I'm pretty choked up yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, you're coughing too. Um, the Knicks, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's really, that's really, and we've been saying this I remember last season, me and Chris talked on the phone. I wish this would have been on podcast recording because I would sound so smart and Chris would sound not. Uh, he, They were getting Kemba Walker. They're getting Evan Fournier. And Chris was like, oh, man, this is going to be a great team. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, they're not even – they're not going to make it past the first round again. This That's is all here. This is all here. <laughs> And so, um, that did not happen. Um, they completely, they didn't even lose in the first round, which is what I predicted. They didn't even make the playoffs. Okay. Um, well, well, really quick, really quick and hold your yes. thought there because I do want to, I do need to defend myself a little bit. Clarify. So, yeah. So, you so can clarify. for anybody, for anybody who, again, has just started listening, the podcast is called high on hoops. So there's a very high likelihood that i was high when i made those comments so you know i'm just i'm just let me just go ahead and start there also they did look really good the season prior and they had this they had this it was like a it was almost like a reinvigoration of of new york and you know they got eliminated by atlanta um and you know i mean i just felt like from that point on, there was nowhere to go but up. And the Kemba Walker move, I thought, was a really good move. I'm going to be honest with you. But, um, no, you yeah. you definitely were right on that one. They 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 didn't they didn't look anywhere near what they're – I mean, they were disgruntled all season, though. Uh, I, 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 I just don't know – I just don't know – I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'll be honest with you. I don't know what the fuck the Knicks are doing. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna stop. I'll start. I'll stop bagging on them for a second. We'll we'll look at the positive. They okay. did end the season well last season. They had a lot of wins at the end of the season um, against Miami, against Chicago. You know what I mean? These are not scrubs. So that you RJ know, they, Barrett, they had RJ wins. Barrett looked good. Yeah, looked like he was coming into his yes. own. Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly. You got all these good young guys who. They might not even be there, right? Because they might get traded for Donovan Mitchell. But um, but now we have Jalen Brunson on the team. That guy's a bucket. He shows up for the playoffs. But my thing is, like, if you add Donovan to this, this is like, 
one of the worst defensive. This is the worst defensive backcourt in the league. <laughs> like, like, well, like. And, and, and it's and it's top heavy. I mean, look at look at look at these look at these numbers salary wise. You have Julius Randle at twenty one million. You got Evan Fournier at seventeen million, and you have D Rose at thirteen million. So, um, you know, I feel I, like D Rose is going in a trade. Probably he would. I, I feel like he would have to, but I also don't know who's going to want to take on $13 million, uh, a $13 million contract of Derek Rose, who is 33. And I mean, he played well last and, season, but I don't, I don't know how much more he has in him. And also I feel like his role is like one in the league that is so common now. Like there's so many just like guy off the bench, who's a spark bucket getter. Like, there's so many people, like Ricky Rubio, like, there's so many different, like, players like that right now, so, um, and, and, and only certain teams really need that type of player, too. Like, if you're, like, a team that's, like, rebuilding, I don't know if you really need that as much, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, so, you know, I said I was going to look at the positive. Um, they ended the season (laughs) well. They still have Tom Thibodeau as their coach. And Julius Randle, I'm sure he'll play better when he's not the number one dude, right? When the pressure's like not all on him, but still, possibly, it's, possibly. That actually, that might even make it worse because now he's like not the guy, and like yeah, he mean, might even be more discomfort. It is. I think it's a fifty-fifty shot whether that makes him better or worse. I mean, he was he was pissed all last season, like he really was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, it showed. I think it showed in his leadership, which then trickled down to the team's play. But I, I just, I felt like, um, and going back to what I was saying earlier, I did feel like coming off of that uh, Atlanta loss, they, they had something there, and I felt like a lot of people thought uh, Julius was going to take the step up to become the leader. And I just don't know. Maybe you're right. You know, maybe he's not he's not built for that leadership role. I think a lot of players there's there are a lot of players who have leadership type talent, um, but can't, you know, can't do the mental end of it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's a possibility he plays better. But if he's as disgruntled as he was last season, there's also a possibility that he gets traded by the deadline. I could definitely see that too. I was just thinking that as well. Um, I don't know. I, th- I to me, this just reeks of this is a great roster on paper. How are they going to stop anybody from scoring? Oh wait, they can't. Oh wait, they're not that good. I I think that's. I think they'll make the play in, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's you may uh. You may be getting us getting us in trouble here. Can, can I be right already. twice? Twice? I mean, twice yeah, in a yeah row. I, you 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 can be, but I'm just saying. And, uh, and, New York fans. And, I'll say. Okay, let me say this as well. I don't necessarily think it's a, the dumbest move in the world either, because if you get Donovan Mitchell, the team's gonna be better. The team's not gonna be worse, right? Like. At least, right? Like, like I, I don't like, think they can be. they're gonna be better, right? And so, being better is something. 
You know what I mean? It's you're not winning the championship, but it's something. And then you can attract more people to there, you know, through getting up in the ranking. So, you know, I, it, we'll see. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there is a better move that they can make? Because, and, and, and I'll preface it with this. You know Durant isn't going from Brooklyn to New York. It ain't fucking happening. So uh, is there a better cool. move that they can make this offseason? Gobert's already gone, which I don't even think he was as good as a move regardless. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, there's really not anybody who you need who's available. That's that's no. really it. You need defense, but there's not really that guy on the market. No. Yeah. No, maybe, maybe, maybe too. You try to switch to a defensive mentality. So some of these, some of these guys who aren't aren't known as defensive players uh, start to come out and play more defense by nature. I don't know. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season for the Knicks yeah. either way. Uh, they, I, I. So I'll say this too. If we want to look at the bright side, I think that there is as much of a chance of them making the play in like you said as there is them surprising you and maybe making the sixth or the fifth seed yeah yeah that's that could happen that could definitely happen yeah for sure i just man the east is tough that's the only thing. the east it's is just, tough really I, tough right yeah yeah it's getting tougher and tougher so uh we will see what happens there uh deandre ayton you know uh got his offer matched the indiana pacers put out a big ass offer for him and the suns had i think like three days to match it and they matched, they matched it up. in eight minutes they matched it up uh, as, as somebody who's which matched, they should have done last season as um, somebody who's matched a bunch in my life i know the feeling of matching yeah good feeling sometimes sometimes you get burned yes. on the match you know sometimes Somebody matches you, and they aren't really matching. In this situation, I think it was a good match. Yeah, it's like when somebody matches with you, but they're smoking mids, and you're That's smoking some I'm good saying. stuff, and it just yeah, makes and then they want to roll it in the work. same blunt or joint, and you're like, dude, this is like, yeah, I'm smoking, I'm smoking that gas, and you're smoking that that yeah. dirt, and I'm not trying to have that ass. That Come on, that, yeah, that, I, bro. I mean, I did miss out one, I guess, but yeah, regardless, regardless, for my true smokers out there, you know what it is. Just don't, don't, don't let them put that bad weed in your in your good weed, please. Yeah, don't let them sprinkle it in. Um, so that pulls eight in out, or I'm sorry, that pulls the Suns out of the Kevin Durant race. I think that's like the real big story there, and that the Suns are able to maintain. Now, we have players like Jay Crowder and Mikhail Bridges who are free agents and could still go anywhere. Um, I, I, the Suns aren't that good. They're not, they're not the real deal. The Suns are, um, the Suns are not yeah. that good. Yeah, they're, they're not the real deal. And you know what? If they would have gotten Kevin Durant, then you know we could talk about something. But even if they were to, if they were to trade DeAndre Aiden for Kevin Durant, I don't even know if they would be better. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, I, I, I just don't see it with them. I, uh, sorry, Suns let fans. Me, let, me, let me say this. I think if they were to trade DeAndre Aiden for Kevin Durant, they would be better. Um, I, don't yeah. know how, I don't know how that works as far as gelling because I don't know how you have 
Kevin Durant, a ball, a ball heavy guy, and uh, Devin Booker, a ball heavy guy, who I don't, I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't see it melding yeah, into exactly. a championship team. They maybe maybe yeah. they're better, but I think DeAndre Ayton uh, is a is a clear downgrade from Kevin Durant. But um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. They're they're not they're not going to do anything this season of of notability. Mark my words on it. So, What's Suns are frauds. I've said it for two years in a row. They got to the finals on a fluky fucking road where the Lakers got injured during their series. Everybody just a perfect series of things. They almost got smoked by the playing team in the New Orleans Pelicans, and then they lost to the Mavs in the most unceremonious fashion maybe in the history of the nba they're frauds that was brutal that was brutal yeah wow so you guys aren't you guys are not coming back from that um so um okay so that's it for like the like big news stories or whatever uh for like the more like you know uh i don't know about if gossipy is the word but jerry west Recently came uh. out against <laughs> JJ Redick um, because JJ Redick was arguing <laughs> with uh, Mad Dog a while ago on the getup about players like Bob Cousy versus players like Chris Paul. JJ Redick's argument being that guys like Bob Cousy weren't playing against players of the same you know, skill caliber as Chris Paul is playing against. Um, Bob Cousy's still like a, how many time champion? <laughs> like, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, but anyway, and so, you know, a lot of the NBA players uh, from back in the day, they were not going to let this, you know, sit <laughs> idly. Uh, Bob Cousy himself came out uh, against it. He was very nice about it. Um, just saying that, like, you know, the, hey, those plumbers were pretty good that we played against. Um, and Jerry West, similar to his portrayal on the HBO uh, show Winning Time, uh, was very angry about this. And, and he said, who the hell is J.J. Redick? What did he ever contribute uh, to a team? What, did he average, like, 12 points in the league? uh it's let me let let, yeah i mean it was it was an all-time i didn't even know so i have all right so i have some questions uh did jerry west tweet this he said this in an interview okay so so okay so he said who the hell is jj reddick in an interview okay okay yeah very good okay because i was confused i i I just i double check because if he tweeted it I don't know. Is there somebody running his? Does he have a Twitter? Is there somebody running his Twitter? Like, what is going on where there is like Twitter arguments between Jerry West and JJ Reddick? Also, I got to be honest, I love JJ Reddick. Like, JJ Reddick puts out real deal talk. I don't know if I can support this take, although I kind of do support this take. Like, that's the crazy thing is like, I'm not saying they were. So here's the thing, uh, and I'm sure JJ Reddick will check come out some out Bob Cousy highlights. That's all I'll say. Listen, check out some Bob Cousy. Listen, highlights. listen. JJ Reddick will probably come out and say he meant no disrespect. I'm I'm gonna say this though. It's like I think that there is 
what he meant and or at least what I what I think he meant um it is different when you like in today's in today's basketball I would say it's probably since the 90s probably early like late 80s that basketball is what these guys do that is it like they they go into the gym and train for six hours that's their job like that's what it is and so when you have guys doing that at a consistent level as opposed to most of the league which had secondary jobs whether they be during the season or whether they be in the off season that were also taking tolls on their body and they weren't able to focus on their craft um as much as the players are now i think that that is where JJ was coming from and I have to agree with that like I there's no there's no way that you can tell me that anybody who was playing back then who during the during the offseason wasn't they were they had another job what, whatever that job was and they weren't focusing on basketball there's no way that you could tell me they could compete with the talent of today and when I say talent I mean talent being manufactured through repetitions like and that is what's happening like these guys all they do is basketball they do basketball and they live their life and then they do more basketball so i agree with jj reddick in that sense i think you could have probably phrased it better you got to keep the boomers happy well i i am gonna take a slightly different take so i think that it's not really fair to criticize those older players and maybe he's not trying to criticize him necessarily, but well, and I think that's the, that's the point. if if you put if you put Bob Cousy in twenty twenty, and you give him the same training as everybody else and the same lifestyle or whatever, I gotta think he would be just as damn good, right? Like you know, um, if he was killing people back then, and, and if he's a six time champion, uh, I I don't know. Like these, so like like they're. He's going against the best athletes at the time. Here's a very important question for you. Yes, he is going at the... So how much was Bob Cousy paid in comparison to the rest of the league when he was playing? Because I also think, again, like if you're talking about a guy who he gets paid enough to just focus on basketball in comparison to guys who are literally making maybe $100 a, a game or $50 a game, and then they have to go and get another job to support their families, then obviously you're going to be leagues ahead of those guys. So I think that they, there's there's things to consider here. Um, I wasn't around during that era, and I can't speak on it, but I would like to know some of these, some of these small minute, or what people may think are small minute facts that I think would tell more of a story. Uh, because if that's the case, if Bob Cousy is getting paid, you know, five times or 10 times what everybody else in the league is making, and he's able to just play basketball as a career, then he's going to be considerably better than everybody else. Also too, I don't know when the league became unsegregated and that could play in Bob Cousy's favor too. If he's only playing against his white counterparts, just like a huge uh, level of the population, huge segment of the population he's not going against. So um, I don't know. It's an inter- it's an interesting argument. I just think like you look at it. He has six championships. Chris Paul has none. Is that all that it comes down to? No, but there are certain intangibles of leadership and, and things of that nature to where I, I can see where the argument would be. But 
I've seen Chris Paul play and I've never really seen Bob Cousy play like that. So I mean, it's, it's hard for, it's hard for any of us to judge really. Um, so, um, I think, did you have anything? I stand by you, JJ. Yeah, I stand by JJ Reddick. That's all. Um, yeah, we stand by JJ. So, uh, let's see things I wanted to bring any, any, oh, so let's look at any, any summer league superstars, Chris. Summer league superstars. I have uh, so I have one in mind. Go, go, you you start off with this, and then I and then really quickly uh, before we head out, we can touch on the Drew League as well. I wanted to uh, speak on that. So, but go ahead, start, start really, with the summer league. I really have I really have one player I want to highlight: Kenny Lofton Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies. Who I don't know, Chris. Have you seen this kid play? Uh, Kenny Lofton Jr. Uh, no, yes. I haven't seen him play. I did for a yes. second think he was the son of baseball player Kenny Lofton. Found out he wasn't. Was a little bit disappointed, but probably still want to watch him play. Yes. So he's a little on the heavier side. He does not look like your typical NBA player. He's maybe a little Zion-esque. Uh, but man, this kid can play. Uh, he He's a good passer. He's got a soft touch. He can bully people at the basket, and, and and he's and he's fun to watch. I love this kid. Do you think he looks like he's he has the munchies to, like me? Do you think he's going to make a roster? <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. I I. I, it would be it would be tough seeing him play on an NBA team, but he he played pretty. I think I think so. I see. I think it's gonna happen. Okay. Um, I think he's. Yeah, I think I mean, it, okay. I just saw it signed. He's he signed a two way contract on the third. So that's something. So maybe. So maybe we get to see this guy play. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think he holds up? Yeah. Do you think so uh, we can? We can only he, hope. Do you think that he has the same problems as Zion injury wise, as far as knee issues and things like that? Do you think there's? Which I guess the the bigger question is: Do you think there's anything behind the concept of jumping and landing more weight on your knees is is causing more damage to them um you know i don't really know to be honest with you because i feel like it's situation i feel like right? like if you have if you have good knees, i feel like good knees that's what i was about to say it's like penny hardaway had bad knees like Dwayne wade had bad knees like they weren't fat like yeah. you know not saying yeah, that's and for and furthermore i don't know i would have to check but yoko zuna of the wwf he probably had really good knees like and he was running around you know and he was like 500 pounds so like there's i think that i don't know who that is but it, he's he's a big old guy he's a big old guy up uh, and he was one of my favorite wrestlers but but again like it just depends like if you have good knees like if your knees are built for your body weight then like then you have good knees like i don't i don't know that there's anything behind this but i think that even saying this out loud it kind of makes me worry more about zion because if that's the case like what's like i hope that they really they really got into the cyberpunk end of things and gave him some of those robot knees because he might he might need them. <laughs> i i watched uh zion's press conference and one of the reporters was like he basically asked Zion in a roundabout way, like, hey, 
Are you gonna maybe dunk less now because like it's not great for your knees, maybe? And Zion pretty much laughed in his face. He's like, You you think I'm not gonna dunk anymore? What? <laughs> like like yeah, he's like yeah. I was like I was like I am not thinking about my health when I dunk. I'm thinking I want to rip the basket off this thing. Like, yeah, let me I'm just let me thinking. just let me just completely take out a full aspect of my game, um, so that yeah. way you know I can preserve myself. Like no, yeah, I'm like you got it. You got the kids. The kids. The kids love. Um, the kids love the dunking. The kids you love I mean? the dunks. Yeah. So yes. I was watching a couple of summer league games. Getting back to the question. Um, so. Uh, a couple of guys I saw, San Antonio looked like they had a couple of good guys. Uh, Days, uh, number 38. Uh, I don't know any of these guys' first names, so you're going to have to excuse me. I, don't, I, I won't know their first name until they make the NBA, and then I possibly won't know their first name after they make the NBA. This is just the reality of them. Um, I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, so, yeah, he was, he was playing solid. Looked like a tenacious defender. He, moving fast down the court. Good finisher. Um, and then uh, also a Weasley for, for the Spurs, number 14. Great downhill speed. Uh, yeah, really good court vision and uh, really good passing ability. So, yeah, a couple of I, – I, I'm looking for the Spurs to come out. The Spurs have always had a, a culture where they can, they can farm people and, and build people up. I'm not saying any of these guys are going to make rosters, but I do think that they are um, – you know they're they're always going to be those those teams that you should look out for as far as uh, farming guys. Um, Paulo looking good. I still I'm you know we're much deeper into the summer league and I think that I would still have taken Chet. Um, I know that you you're you're teetering on that or you still have the same opinion. Um, you know I I gotta wait till the season. I gotta, I, I I think I think Paulo is. He has a lot of potential. I think he's a good fit for the Magic, but does he have the superstar potential that Chet has? I mean, how the that's, fuck that's what do you let do. go of Chet, man? How do you? I'm sorry, like, dude, is he's a, he he he? If there was a second coming of somebody who could possibly be Kevin Durant esque, it is him, dude. Like, I just, I, it's just tough for me to believe they let him go. But you know, good luck to you in Oklahoma City because. Yeah, that place seems like a like a black hole of basketball. I really like they should have never moved that team from Seattle, uh, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, other than that, like I the summer league's been good. It's been good seeing these young guys come out and play. It does look a lot like college basketball at times where you are watching a lot of mistakes and you're seeing these guys grow um, a lot more put together. Uh, and then one other thing I wanted to note about summer league, it does look like um there is a significant difference in the players who have put in some reps on an NBA level all those guys are playing at a very high level in the summer league and you can you can almost tell that um they're NBA ready so i thought that that was something that um I, it was something that i hadn't realized before um but i was very interested in watching like seeing some of these guys come out who had put in some reps NBA wise and just uh, dominate summer league. So yes. Also shouts out to Mac McClug uh, who got signed to the golden state warriors. Uh, he's a really fun player, really good at the rim, surprisingly good at the rim, honestly uh, for his size. And he's super explosive too, at times 
Um, also, go back to Kenny Lofton Jr. about his knees. I don't think he, like, he doesn't have the same game as Zion. Like, he doesn't really, he's not, like, explosive like that. So, I think he'll be fine. Um, and uh, so, the Drew League, we saw LeBron James score 42 points. And he, um, still, and he still complained to the refs. He scored 42 points in a, in, in a, in a pickup summer league. And you're and, and and the most talked about video is you complaining to the refs. Like there is something to be said about that. Like, God, man, it is it is brutal sometimes. And then also yeah. too, in the same game, uh DeMar DeRozan showing just how almost as good as LeBron James he is. I think he put up what did he put up? 39, 39 points, uh, 13 rebounds and four assists. So uh, I think it's different too for uh, Demar. He's he's a kid. Uh, he's a local kid out of there, and so for him to for him to go to the Drew League uh, and play like I did, you know, I think. Um, and again, I, I I would love to know more about the Drew League. I but I have heard some things, and it started as like a local uh, a local talent um, league type thing during the summer. Um, and then NBA players started to come, but it was always a very California-based thing. So I feel like uh, a lot of the people watching Demar were very appreciative of his performance, especially being from that area and then going back to the roots of the Drew League. Isn't it crazy how Demar Derozan like was almost an MVP last season? Yeah, like, I mean, like that was yeah, like that was like a conversation for like a long time during the season. That was one of the craziest like, things of the season, I think. Like that was that yeah. Was, he he came out of nowhere and uh, honestly he was the reason that that team came out of nowhere uh even even with even with yeah. the injury bug that they had so yeah so uh man i feel like people the thing that uh, people are are so tough on teams in the nba nba it's like last year chicago went from being the 10th seed the season before to the 5th seed like yeah. that's crazy good Right? Yeah. But like everyone's just like it should be. Oh. You know what I mean? There's like oh it depends. It's like it it takes time. Like it's the market though. Like that's that's the thing. I feel like it's with that you don't you don't have that type of time um in places like Chicago, in places like New York, in like a lot of especially too, and it's not even a big city thing I've realized. It's more of a location thing. I think a lot of those uh a lot of those east coast cities they it's like they thrive on sports um and if they have nothing else to do like i think one of the big things about california is oh if your sports team's not doing good you always have the beaches and you always have hollywood and there's always things to do whereas to if your sports team's not doing good in chicago your life is probably shit like it's it really is like i'm that's the reality if your sports team's not doing good in detroit michigan then your life is probably fucking trash it's probably a dumpster fire because like that's all you have so, so I think that like these oh, are these are D- Detroit hasn't been good for a while. So I that know. means their life. Well, hasn't I, been dude, good for a while by your logic. I, listen, I'm sure there are some people who <laughs> love living in Detroit, and I and you know I appreciate the hell out of anybody who lives in Detroit. But goddamn, it gets so cold there, and it is just a rough time in Detroit. Anytime, like there's just some places that's a rough time, you know, like it, it, yeah. so. 
and, and especially in those types of cities, I think that you have more of a more of a desire to have your sports team uh, give you something. So not as much time in those yeah. types of cities, but yeah, it's it's the expectation. And what are you going to do? You got to you got to show up. You got to show up. Um, any other highlights from the Drew League? I know that uh, uh, Trey Young, he just played a game, uh, and he it looked like he played. I played with one of his teammates. Oh, um, uh, John Collins, yeah. John Collins, John Collins. He played with John Collins. So I actually wanted your take on this. Do you think that it is? Do you think it is something where they are building chemistry, or? Uh, or it's something where let me let me relate it to you this way. Like whenever I'm playing, whenever I'm playing a video game, and I play the game on on a harder difficulty, I always find that if I do go back to that easier difficulty, I absolutely destroy the game. Now, vice versa, when I play it on easier difficulty, uh, and then I go to that harder difficulty, I'm getting wreck just because of the fact that i haven't prepared for i haven't prepared for something in that way so do you think it's counterintuitive or uh something that is chemistry building um i don't think it's counterintuitive i do get what you're saying but i feel like hooping is hooping and two i feel like a lot of the guys who they're playing against are they're not as good as people in the nba but they are trying their hardest, you know what I mean? Uh, and For they sure. are they sure. they are trying to get their best shot off on these guys. And they're, and they're um, no slouches. Like it's not it's not you or right. I going out there and playing in the Drew League, guaranteed. No. So no, yeah, that might actually make them worse at basketball. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think playing against these guys, I don't know. I don't know if it makes a difference either way, to be honest. Fair. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. They really got to have a comeback season because last year, I, I it was it was rough. I, I can't imagine being yeah. an Atlanta fan and just having the expectations yeah. um, that you did and just flopping like that. But, hey, yeah. season is uh, season is right they around the corner. They won the World corner, Series. So. Yeah, but, I mean, so. they, also tra- they, they also let Freddie Freeman go. Well, that was his manager's fault. Anyway, that's a whole yeah. uh, different podcast. <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. That's a high on baseball podcast. <laughs> um, so, um, I think that's that'll that'll do for this week of high on hoops. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no, keep smoking it up. Uh, really appreciate all the weed I'm smoking. Smoking Metaverse yeah. from Lifted right now. Yeah, that shit is gas. I am so high. Like, yeah, I'm pretty high, dude. Uh, next week I may come correct and maybe uh, maybe you know chug a couple a couple hundred milligrams of edibles and then just not be coherent whatsoever. Uh, we're gonna see. We're gonna see where it takes us. But we'll yeah, no, I'm, it goes. Yeah, I'm enjoying it and uh, appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, hopefully there will be some uh, crazy developments in the NBA. In the meantime, hopefully we'll have some fresh stuff to talk about um but yeah uh i'm excited for this upcoming season of b-ball it seems like these teams are only getting better and better every year so yes sir um, well that'll right be it the corner that'll be it smoke you later goodbye guys take it easy